to your sensei. Bow to your sensei! It starts with an attitude. We need swagger, okay? Regardless of what happens out there, doesn't matter. Keep your swagger. Hey folks, this is Five Hole Fantasy Hockey. I'm your host for tonight, Mike Rogerson. Uh, I'm going to give you a week preview for upcoming week number 24. Uh, it's a lot of people's finals, so you're getting down to the wire here. Uh, you can find us at FHF Hockey on Twitter, uh, and you can join our Fantasy Hockey Discord. You can find the link to the uh, Discord and uh, to our Twitter, uh, both in the in the show notes. Uh, a couple injuries and storylines to, to bring up before I get started here. John Carlson came back from his broken skull uh, with a goal and an assist in his first game back. He is playing tonight. Uh, so that's great to see him back and, and doing well. Uh, line A, Patrick Line A is out two to three weeks. So basically useless for fantasy. So drop. Josh Anderson is out rest of the season. Uh, Roman Yossi is still day-to-day, could be back any time, but as of yet has not played, did not play tonight. And Chikrin, Jacob Chikrin, is out for, quote-unquote, a couple of weeks. So basically done for fantasy as well. And being, you know, your final week or two, if you have those guys and you're not uh, in a keeper league, straight-up drop. Um, As far as this week's schedule coming up... It's not a great schedule as far as teams go. Uh, it's pretty standard as far as games played. So Monday we got six games played, Tuesday 10, Wednesday 3, Thursday 11, Friday 4, Saturday 13, and Sunday 9. So a relatively regular, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday off night situation. Uh, in terms of who has the best schedules, like I said, uh, nobody has a very good schedules. Uh, as far as off nights are concerned, there are two teams, Florida and the Islanders have four games played with two off nights and then Arizona, Buffalo, Colorado, and Minnesota have three games played with two off nights. So in terms of getting your off nights in, those are your teams. Uh, a couple other teams that have reasonable schedules, Edmonton and Montreal, uh, have a strong start to the week. Both have three games played in the first four days. Uh, Zach special, we like to call that. And then Detroit and the Rangers have a strong second half, so three games played with one off night in the second half of the week. So you can also break up your streamers like that. There's no two-game teams. Everybody's playing, but Chicago, Nashville, San Jose, Tampa, and Vegas have three games played all on heavy nights. When we're looking at uh, some tips for this week, as I mentioned, um, we are at the point in the season where there's, there's not much time left to go. So what you should be trying to do is think about your total games played over the entire week this week. And like I said, drop whoever you need to drop to get more games played in. 
It doesn't matter if they're on regular nights, off nights, whatever. Whatever is going to give you the most total games played for this week. Set your schedule for the whole week and see who's going to end up on your bench uh, and drop those people and put in people to fit the specific games uh, spots that you have left. Right, And sometimes you need to make some pretty drastic moves. If you're in a points league, don't save your moves until the end of the week. Look ahead now. because What matters most is just maximizing games played. In a points league, every stat all counts toward the same goal. So you don't need to save moves later in the week. All you end up doing is maybe ending up two games less total. So don't save moves till later in the week. Look ahead and absolutely maximize the most possible games played for for the entire week as a whole. And if you're in a cats league, it is still probably wise to try to save one move at least for the weekend because in a category situation, it's not all stats counting towards a common goal. You might need to, you know, specifically get some extra blocks or some extra hits or some extra assists or whatever it may be. So in a categories league, I still would advise trying to save one move uh, for like Thursday or Friday to see which categories you might need to um, either catch up in or, you know, put you over the top. In terms of teams that we're going to be streaming from, I think Florida has the absolute uh, best schedule, really. They've got um, two off nights, as we said, uh, and they play Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal, and Columbus. So they have some pretty, you know, you can score against those teams. I mean, there's not um, too much availability, unfortunately, in Florida at this point. But there are still a couple of guys. Like I said, it's all a matter of of loading up on people who are playing this week because this week is essentially all that matters in most leagues. So E2 Luosterainen, uh, that could might be the pronunciation. He's available. He's only 6% rostered. He's center left wing. He hasn't got a point in the last two games. But over the last 10 games, he's he's got seven or eight points and he's doing okay he doesn't shoot much so i mean he's just strictly uh, a points play that's about it they have easy opponents coming up and he is getting minutes he's getting 16 to 20 minutes pretty consistently he'll get you the odd hit here and there he takes a few face-offs but you're mostly just looking at a points guy there radko gudis He's 47%. You know what you're doing. Hits. Uh, Radko Gudis is still still one of the kings of hits in the league. He's, he's got a decent amount of blocks too, about a block and a half a game. But he's, he's well over four hits a game on the season. Almost five. So he's doing what he does there. So if you're in a bangers league, if you see him available and hits count, um, he's kind of one of those guys. He's the Connor McDavid of, of hits. So he could just put you over the edge with those. But that's about it. I mean, everybody else is pretty owned. Who's of any use um, there? I mean, you could take a look if Gustav Forsling's available. He's a just-go-check, I'd suppose, at 60. Sam Bennett is out. So see how long he's going to be out for. Uh, but as of now, he didn't uh, didn't play today. 
Uh, and other than that, everybody else is up in the 90s. So yeah, there's there's not too many other options in Florida. Islanders, they do have, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's the Islanders. They don't really have anything. They're schedule is fine they have the two off nights um they play jersey washington tampa and carolina so that's rough jersey tampa and carolina are like three of the best teams in the league and washington is what they are they're fine but uh, that's a rough schedule they're shitty offensively so i don't know they're hail marys they're they're real hail marys i don't see the islanders getting a bunch of goals in any of those games. Um, I mean, Horvat and Barzell uh, had some chemistry to start, but with Barzell out, their scoring has been pretty random. If you wanted to take a chance or if you're desperate, Kyle Palmieri is their leading scorer lately, uh, right wing, uh, 4% owned. So he's definitely available in most leagues. Uh, he's got seven points in his last six games, gets you about a hit a game. He's doing well, and he covers some categories, but I hate seeing the final week of my finals hanging my hat on Kyle Palmieri, but you never know. Uh, and then JJP, um, center only, which is a bit rough. Uh, he's 25% rostered. He's got six points in the last five, but he hits a lot. He's going to be doing about two to three hits a game. So, I don't know. I just, it's the Islanders, you know, missing Barzell. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't feel good about the Islanders. You know, watch them blow up now. Edmonton, I do feel good about. Now, they only have the one off night, but their schedule is pretty great. And Edmonton has been incredibly hot. Um, they play Arizona, then Vegas. So the Monday off night against Arizona, then Vegas, then LA, and then Anaheim. So they've got that sort of desert California road trip with a lot of potential scoring there. Uh, and they do have a couple of options. I mean, Ekholm, Matthias Ekholm, D, 49% rostered. He's got seven points in his last six, and he has been way more offensive in Edmonton, which I don't think is anything he's necessarily doing. He's always been a very good defenseman, but he's been a very good defenseman on Nashville, whereas now he's a very good defenseman on Edmonton. You know, like you said, seven points in six games. Only one of them's on the power play, so it's all just the fact that he's playing well and he's on Connor McDavid's team that's going to happen. So he's going to, he's not being overplayed either. He's only in and around 20 minutes. I mean, nurse is playing more. The thing is Ekholm is he's kind of their most reliable, just solid defenseman. So I think he's going to see a good 20 minutes uh, or so 20, 21, 22 kind of thing. The odd bit of power play time on power play two or might squeak on to power play one. He's going to get some hits. You know, there's a six hit game in his recent past here, a couple of blocks, and you just end up with points if you're playing well and you're on the Oilers, right? I mean, they were the highest scoring team in the league by quite a bit, and you're bound to be on the ice with McDavid or a dry sidle. Uh, Nugent Hopkins, Hyman, all having great seasons, right? So 
You can get, I, I'm surprised Echo Home hasn't been purchased more. And then other than that, I mean, you're not going to get any of those big top four or five players. Um, but the other new guy, Nick Bugstad, center right wing, 6% owned. So he's out there in 94% of leagues. He's about half point per game since joining Edmonton, a little bit better of late. Tons of hits. And he actually has more face-off wins than McDavid since he's joined the team. So if you're in a face-offs league, he's he's a great option, actually. Um, you know, he's a guy who can get you face-off wins and put him in your right wing position. He's going to fill out your hits um, in a few other categories and potentially get you a few points here and there. So I'd say a Bugstad is good in a categories league or a deep points league. And that dual eligibility, like I said, if he's a, if it's a face-offs, league um which i've come to like i know i used to years ago i didn't really like face-offs league but i just like it as an added category to throw into the mix once you get used to it it's it's kind of fine i, I could take it or leave it but I, I i used to be outspokenly against it but now it's um it's replaced uh penalty minutes in a lot of leagues which to be honest i wish they're both but that's a whole other episode Uh, another sneaky pickup, which I would actually potentially gamble on, um, is Kirby Doc. He's he's only 19% rostered because he's been missing a bunch of games, and Montreal is balls. But since coming back, he's playing a ton of minutes, uh, 20, 24. I don't know what he played tonight. Um, I see Montreal did win 8-2 to two tonight. And Doc's got three points in three games since coming back. And he's a, he's center, he's right wing. So I think Kirby Doc could be a, a, an option, actually. And Montreal has Buffalo on Monday on that off night. Tuesday they play Philly. So, I mean, the, those are, you know, Montreal's been okay. They are not near the bottom of the league anymore. They're not near the top of the league, don't get me wrong. But... Um, you know, he's an option. Kirby Doc's a great player, and uh, he is available in in most leagues. So, yeah, with that schedule, it, it could be worth a look. I mean, Nick Suzuki, for that matter, center. He's only 55% rostered. What you see sometimes with these kind of teams, we talked about it like Arizona does this all the time. Um, when they're out, but obviously not going to get, you know, they're not going to finish in last. They're not going to get Bedard. You know, they're not going to have the best chance to get Bedard anyways. But um, you got all these young players, and guys end up just starting to play quite well when all the pressure's off, and I think you could see a bit of that in Montreal. I'd look at a guy like Kirby Doc, especially with, with, with Josh Anderson going out for the rest of the season here. You know, that's just a lot of minutes coming out of the top six, if you could call anything they have a top six. But, yeah, uh, look at Suzuki and Doc and see if they're there. It hasn't been bad for uh, for Garyanov. He's actually a point per game for, well, just under a point per game. But over his last ten or so, he's he's almost a point per game. He's been getting a couple hits a game. He's left wing, right wing. People aren't picking up Montreal for good reason. But I think with uh, three games played in the first four days next week, I think you could look at Montreal. And um, you know, when I'm wrong, just pretend I didn't say that but now I think those guys could be could be good looks 
Uh, as I mentioned, a couple of teams with good second halves, uh, Detroit and the Rangers. You know, uh, again, the problem you're going to find with the Rangers is that they're just all owned. Uh, and that's about that. I mean, you could could just go check, I suppose, on a Keandre Miller at 50% owned. So he's a, he's around a little bit. Um, and he's going to be a good peripheral guy. He's not super offensive. I know he had a few points, you know, a couple points in back-to-back games. But um, I think with him, you're looking at more peripherals. He shoots at times, uh, gets you a few hits, a few blocks, plays 22, 23 minutes. So you could take a look for Keandre Miller if you need a good all-round D. Don't I wouldn't expect those big offensive numbers like he had for like what three games or whatever. That's really it on the. That's really it on the Rangers. Everybody else is is bought and paid for at this point. And you know if you did want to look at guys for the second half in Detroit, Detroit as Elliot Friedman likes to say. I don't know how I feel about that. Detroit, Detroit. Yeah, I like Detroit. Whatever, I mean David Perron is David Perron. He's he's good. He's only uh, right wing. He's forty percent owned, so he's out there in a lot of leagues. He actually hits a decent amount. Um, power play is where he thrives, uh, and he's he's been up and down. He's always up and down. And he got shut out by Philly tonight, which is embarrassing. You know, if you're looking for people to get uh, in the second half of the week, he's. He's one. <laughs> he's one of them. But he's, uh, I like David Perron. He's just not that good anymore, I guess. Um, Lucas Raymond's very available. He basically just gets you assists. He's been getting a fair amount of assists. Andrew Kopp has been playing okay. He takes a lot of face-offs. It's just, I'm not super comfortable saying a lot of these players, but... That's who they have. I mean, you're not going to get Mo Sider. You're not going to get Dylan Larkin. Those are the real only two automatics on that team. Beyond that, I think David Perron is the guy if you need to get someone. Now, Alex Chason has, has five goals in his last seven games. Now, he plays 10 minutes to 12 minutes a night. So just don't. Just don't, don't do that. Be responsible. It's the playoffs. It's the finals. Don't be getting Alex Chase on. As a definite, just go check. I would definitely throw Sam Bennett up for for a look. Um, I know he didn't play again tonight. Having not played for three games in a row, and uh, it being the playoffs, he's getting dropped a lot. So he might be able to find Sam Bennett. So definitely take a look for that. Uh, but like I said, you should be kind of checking the waiver wire as often as possible. You know, at least for the next couple of days. And see uh, see what people have done on the Sunday and Monday. And and jump right on it. As far as my, my personal streamer pick of the week, I mean, I'm saying uh, Matthias Ekholm, if, if you can get him. He said he's available in over half the leagues. And Edmonton's just on fire. And I think at this point, too, I mean, it's worth taking a look at the the teams that are playing well to 
to close out the season. And I mean, uh, right now, LA, Rangers, Vegas, Edmonton, Colorado, and the Canucks have all won eight out of their last 10. And all of those teams are scoring a buttload of goals. Edmonton in particular, like Edmonton's got a pretty substantial lead over over everybody else in goals for. I mean, they let in a lot of goals as well, uh, which is obviously the big difference with Boston. Boston's season is just off the charts, literally. It's... um. They're second in goals for, but below them, there's a big gap till you get down to Buffalo and Florida and Seattle and Tampa and and a bunch of those teams. But uh, on top of that, their goals against is just ridiculously ahead of everybody else. 30 and three at home. It's just incredible. It's just an absolutely incredible season. You know, there's Boston... The difference between Boston and Jersey, who's in third place, is 20 points. So, I don't know. Just amazing. I hate, I just, I hate Boston. I'm still bitter about 2011. But, uh, man, you can't, you can't help but just, just be in awe of the season. It's amazing. Um, so, way to go. Nothing new with fantasy there, I guess, but... Oh, yeah, that was the point. I was looking at um, hot teams. So, yeah, it's always worth taking a look at who's actually playing well and scoring as a team and then looking into maybe maybe why that is. At any rate, we'll be back for a sort of midweek. You know, for a lot of us, this is going to be our last week of fantasy. Um, obviously, if you're in a roto league or a season-long league of any kind, then you got a couple more weeks left. And we will keep going to an episodes till the end of the season. Um, I want to make sure to mention the playoff pools so we don't end the fantasy in the regular season. We do like to have our playoff pools this year. We've got the same two options as last year. We have 12-team points leagues, which are pretty standard, except for one key difference I'll mention. Um, so right now, I think we have three and a half leagues are already full. We'll just keep making more leagues as people want to join. So in the 12-team points league bracket, they're all drafted, so we have a draft. It will be the Sunday night uh, playoff start on Monday. I'm going to double-check right now just to make sure I don't say the wrong thing. Okay, so NHL playoffs start on April 17th, Monday, April 17th. So our drafts will be Sunday, April 16th, just so you can get all acquainted with who's where and know who's playing and and who's on what team and who's injured and who's back and all that stuff and what the the matchups are and all that it's only 10 rounds three centers two right wing two left wing 3d three center two left wing two right wing 3d no goalies too volatile uh too much to end of the playoff stress uh we're just not going to bother with goalies people seem to like that the last couple of years at least for a playoffs. A couple of moves per week. Uh, scoring is standard. Um, goals, assists, special teams, points, shots on goal, hits and blocks. Uh, and then the other one is a pick, pick em league uh, where you pick any 20 players you want. No, and that's it. Your team just runs for the whole playoffs. Um, so you got to take into account who's playing, who's going to make it the farthest, yada, yada, yada. So last year we had a uh, 200, we had 198 teams in that in that league, 
Um, so lots, lots of people playing. It's great. Uh, we will be doing weekly updates on the podcast over the playoffs. So yeah, so we'll be doing the playoffs. And then following that, we will be doing the Dynasty series. Um, we'll be keeping you updated. And then throughout the offseason, we will be doing a bunch of offseason content interviews and, and whatnot, and then getting ready right back into next season. So um, you can get at us at FHF Hockey on Twitter. Uh, and the best place to talk to us is in the Discord. Um, find the appropriate channel, whether it's getting advice for lineups or getting your trades chirped or showing pictures of uh, your favorite hockey cards or whatever. And we got lots, lots of different conversations going on in the Discord. And uh, with that, I guess we'll see you next week. Love you.